it's dirty. I ate a baby there. He did. And you better eat a whole bunch of shit if you have a problem with us saying words like shit, fuck, cunt, or any other vulgar obscenity. This is just plain filthy. Ask your parents. So no head? Welcome to the Just Play Filthy Podcast. I'm Casey Campbell. I'm TJ Vegas, and today we have a handful of music headlines and news, wrestling headlines and news. Hell we have yeah. some cards that we're going to come down. Uh, we even have a podcast question of the week, which we got a pretty good amount of response from. Uh, but first, how have you been? I've been all right. I've been um, recovering from COVID. Because people in my house went to Chicago, and uh, I didn't get to go to Chicago. I never get COVID from anything fun. If I go do something fun, I'm guaranteed to come back healthy. But if somebody this, else goes and does something fun, I'm getting COVID. At <laughs> this point, you go, to, you go to Chicago, you either get COVID or you get stabbed. Well, no. If I go, I'm not getting anything. I'm having a fun time, and I'm coming home healthy and happy. But if I can't go do something fun and somebody I know goes and does something fun, I'm getting COVID. That's how that goes. <laughs> it's like, we all went to MCR. and my wife go, we have to deal with COVID. You don't get COVID. Yes. And you, then your brother goes to Chicago. You're all healthy and happy here. Boom, he comes back. COVID. COVID. After seeing him for five seconds. Just in passing. Not even like giving him a hug or anything. Oh yeah, no. I went to go see him downstairs. I was six feet away from him and he goes, hey, I just came home from work sick. And I was like, oh, I'll leave then. <laughs> <laughs> and it was enough. That was it. That was enough. <laughs> like, apparently. Yeah. Given the circumstances, you've been having a pretty good week. Oh yeah. It's been fine. Yeah. I mean, I've been trying to figure out if I can go back to work, which has oh, been yeah. hell. Yeah. Not in the food service industry anymore. Oh, sorry. No, I mean, I'm not in the food service industry anymore. I was like, damn, last time I brought up any hint of what you might do, I got yelled at. Damn it, I'm going to do it again. I mean, don't, like, uh, you can say, say what place. I do, you just can't say where I work. Okay, you're not in the food service industry anymore, so it's a little foreign to you, the policies and everything like that. Oh yeah, no, like the food service industry would be like, you're fucking fine, come back to work. <laughs> I mean, I... Terrible place for that kind of mindset, though. Yeah, terrible place for that kind of mindset, that's why I'm not in the fucking food service industry anymore. But Smart move. Uh, no, I, um, I might have fucked myself with that, actually. Because I tested oh. twice instead of uh, instead of just waiting out the five days. Uh, I think testing twice might have fucked me. Because oh. now i got to test again. But I told, I told my boss this time, I was like, I will test one more time. And if it's uh, fucking positive, I'm coming back Monday. Because that's ten days out from when I tested positive the first time. Because if I test positive again, I'm just going to keep testing positive. Like, there's there's nothing I can do. Like... But do you feel fine? I feel great. Okay. Like, That's the important thing. If you're still, like, feverish and snot bubbles and bullshit, <laughs> and you're like, I'm still testing positive, going back to work, I'm like, Casey, no! No, I mean, like, no. I've been just a little stuffy, and that's my normal state. Like... Yeah, you, you seem to deal with that year-round anyway. Oh, it's awful. Every time the seasons change, it feels like I get punched in the fucking face. For me, uh, it's been a roller coaster of emotions for the week. I'm starting to feel a little bit better. 
and then I get told yesterday while I'm at work, hey, just letting you know, all week of the 13th, I'm taking off from work. So hopefully Robert's back, or you're by yourself all week. Boo. Then I'm like, oh, well, okay, at least it's that week. Also, uh, October 22nd, I'm taking off from work. It's a Saturday. I'm like, oh, awesome. That's my birthday. What an asshole. It's already set in stone. Can't really do anything about it. So I'll just Dude. try to make the best day of my day my day off beforehand. My brother in Christ, get a new job. Like, <laughs> uh, Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, but for the podcast, back to the podcast, uh, <laughs> we have a lot of topics today. Um, a band is working on a new album after a real tragic ha- thing that happened. That's fair. I'm leaving. I'm leaving a bunch of us uh, open endedness, not giving any fucking details, because that... then I can break the news, and it won't be like, oh, you already said this earlier. That's, uh, um, yeah, no, keep it vague. I mean, I know what you're talking about, but... <laughs> after after 20 years, a band that I love dropped an album this morning. My thoughts? We will find out soon. Hell yeah. Um, unlikely band frontman throws pitch at a recent MLB game. Hell yeah. Could it be? What team could it be for? Am I asking you all these questions? Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. Um... We have a look at the Impact uh, for Glory card, which is really cool. It's a really good card. Um, WWE notes. We have Survivor Series notes. Extreme Jesus. Rules notes. What might be happening at Extreme Rules? We'll get into that. Might be happening. It is happening. Um, AEW news. The blatant disrespect on this wrestler. Let me tell you, I'm going to get heated on that. Oh, uh, the Christ. Jericho Ring of Honor storyline. Uh, how fucking amazing it's been. And the uh, new potential signing for AEW Ring of Honor. Let's go. Uh, let's get right into the wrestling aspect of all of this. Impact has their biggest event of the year coming up. It happens every year. People are usually extremely excited for it. I'm extremely excited for it because this card is dope. I'm talking about Bound for Glory 2022. Um, We have Impact Wrestling Digital Media Champion Brian Myers is issuing an open challenge. Heck yeah. Uh, So, you know, open challenges are always up in the air. Do you get a return? Do you get a debut? Do you get just one hell of a barn burner match against somebody who's been there but you didn't think this was going to happen? Uh, it's also been intergender rules for the longest time, so any division could honestly be in this match, and you know, fucking great stuff could happen. Heck yeah! Like, I don't know. I haven't watched Impact in a really long time. I, I'm not gonna lie. I have Access TV. I don't think I do. I'll have, I'll have to check. AXS. It's uh, they have that and they have uh, New Japan on there occasionally. Ooh. Yeah. I have it on Sling TV, so I can put it in for like recording it every week, and then when I come home from work, watch it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, Mia Yim is going one on one against Mickey James. Oh shit. Yeah, that's gonna be a great match. That's dope as fuck. They have something called the Call Your Shot Gauntlet. Um, it's just a plethora of talent from the roster, intergender. Uh, whoever wins gets the to call their shot. Do they want X Division title, tag team, women's, like world title? Whatever oh, they want, they have an opportunity for it. And uh, PCO is in it. Oh. Rich Swan is in it. Yo. Uh, Heath is in there. Wait, do we still hate Rich Swan? Didn't he, like, kidnap somebody? They're still together. Okay, I don't well, know okay. the necessary... I don't know the things about it, but it looks like all their relationship problems ironed itself out. I guess it was just, like, a uh, a fight between them that kind of went off the rails, but then they, they communicated, and it's good now. Have you ever... I'm not going to touch that. All right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the details, so I don't know. But yeah, people never... seem to still like them, so. 
Ever have an argument so bad you lock your girlfriend in her in your basement for ever? <laughs> uh, I don't. I'm not gonna speak on what I don't know. I don't know what happened. Right I don't now. remember what happened. That was just what I remember happening. Could be wrong. Yeah. Good. I have no idea. Or it could just be bad journalism, for all I know. Could be bad journalism. Is there any Happens such thing as good jur- journalism anymore? Uh, I have no idea. I don't know. PCO, Rich Swan, Heath Slater. Um, Heath Slater. Zell Shaw. Zell Shaw is in there. Nice. Um, uh, I think his name is Boo Pinder Gujar. He is a, a prospect that they have from the, from India area. Oh, um, nice. Steve Macklin, Moose, Bobby Fish, Moose. and a few more to be announced. Bobby Fish. Yeah, he, they're all in that. Good Winter job. Gets to take their shot <laughs> at uh, whatever title that they want. That's not a bad lineup. I feel Certainly. bad for Bobby Fish, but at the same time, I don't feel bad for Bobby Fish. Yeah. <laughs> He's been getting the shit end of the stick, but he's also not that good of a person, so it's like, whatever. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like he could have been making more money, and he decided to make less money. He's still doing independence, though. That's fair. I mean... Uh, Depending on how everything else goes, you could be making more money than WWE. That's true. Um, But Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championships... Uh, Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo are facing Jessica and Taya Valkyrie. Nice. It's going to be incredible. Uh, then we have the Impact Wrestling X Division Championship match, which might be my favorite match of the night. It's Mike Bailey versus Frankie Kazarian. Ooh, hell yeah. I don't, I don't think there's a single way that could be a bad match. No. It's incredible. No. That's um, going to be good no matter how you slice it. No matter what happens in that team, match. Tag team titles are on the line as Mike Bennett and Matt Taven face off against the Motor City Machine Guns. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, Impact Knockouts Championship match. Jordan Grace faces off against the undefeated Masha Slamovich. Let's go. All right. And your main event of the evening Impact Championship match, Josh Alexander versus Eddie Edwards. Okay, okay. That is an incredible lineup, I gotta say. Yes. Uh, I like, I really like how Impact is just saying, okay, we gonna, we gonna be totally cool with intergender wrestling and go forward. Like, they're not, they're not doing like straight up dude versus chick kind of thing. They're like, everybody's in there. People hit whoever. You're all fucking trained professionals. Go make some magic. That makes, that makes it a little easier for people to pallet if you're totally against the whole intergender thing. Listen, man. Uh, China's already been intercontinental champion. The ground's already broken. Me, it's, it's never mattered. It has literally never mattered. That's the Blanchard became the Impact champion. That's true. The ground's already broken. Does it matter? Fisto has become uh, Iron Man champion and the winner of the uh, winner of Best of the Best before. So Eric Young is a knockout tag team champion. Uh, So I'm I'm definitely keeping an eye on that, but there's a lot of things happening like within that time frame, so I probably won't be able to watch it live. As there's Mm -hmm. also a a chaotic show. There's also a oh, bunch of shit. things happening for Extreme Rules and stuff, and then indie shows, and basketball, and I'm going to be fucking busy. Oh, yeah, no. There's so much uh, wrestling coming up. There needs... Uh, the thing that we were excited for, oh, yeah. Extreme Rules. Extreme Rules is coming. It's coming. Uh, do you wanna do you wanna say that one thing that you brought up before we went live? Uh yeah. Uh, did, if you look at some of the marketing for Extreme Rules, the um, the little match card for Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins, there is a lantern in the background. Ooh. Big spooky lantern. Prospector. Big spooky lantern with fireflies around it. Ooh, time for an old-timey prospector. Oh, yeah. 
I heard. I'm searching for gold. I didn't hear it from me, but uh, but uh, I th I think uh, Bray Wyatt's coming back. Uh, Bray Wyatt, do you want Bray Wyatt if he does come back? Which we're <laughs> pretty sure he will at this point. But if he does, do you want Fiend? Do you want uh, like old Hawaiian shirt Bray? Do you want Firehouse Funhouse uh, Bray? Come on. I think, whole new thing altogether. I think it would benefit from being a whole new thing, but at the same time, either either way, it's gonna be good. It's Bray Wyatt. Yeah, he's just a master at what he does, marketing, creative wise, wrestling is. Oh yeah. Good at it. Oh yeah, and uh, I, I can't wait to see what happens now. Yeah, he's got people to work with. I One thing that I saw before we get into the card itself, um, they said, what if we're just bringing the Firefly Funhouse to life? What if uh, we have the White Rabbit? Yeah. What if that's Ramblin' Rabbit? Well, oh, no shit, huh? <laughs> and they said Ramblin' Rabbit can be somebody like Dexter Loomis, who is already there and have been abducting people. That's fair. Or, or I mean, no. Uh, it's kill. It's carrying cross for the rambling rabbit because he was part of the white rabbit tribe. He's been there. Yeah. And then you have wow, Mercy the Buzzard as uh, Dexter Loomis. Dexter. You have Abby, Abby the Witch as Scarlet. And then you have Bray as Bray. That would be awesome. I was like, that's cool, but at the same time, you risk just, like, making your thing really childish, because you're just giving people, like, puppets. Yeah. Oh, it, it's a blessing and a curse. It could work out, it could ruin them. Also have no other things besides possibly coming all to fruition at Extreme Rules. Huskis the pig boy. <laughs> that's, that's Braun Strowman. Ugh. Why um, did he come back and destroy the entire tag team division? Oh, oh! I was just watching something from Raw, uh, and apparently it was like Alpha Academy was having a match against Johnny Gargano and Kevin Steen, yeah. Kevin Owens, and uh, they lost in the match, and they blamed their loss somehow on uh, on Braun Strowman, oh. and Braun Strowman was like. I guess he heard through it, heard about that, and called one of them on their cell phone in the middle of a promo, and then they're like, uh, hello, and put it on speakerphone, and Braun Strowman's like, I heard what you said, and oh. then he's like, next week it's gonna be you and me in your hometown of whatever, and that's gonna be even better, because then we can save the money on the shipping you back to your home city for the funeral. Oh shit! <laughs> I was like, "All right, that's pretty good. That's pretty good." Oh, thank you. But the card for Extreme Rules actually looks good. It actually looks like it could be Extreme Rules. Hell yeah! And that Triple H doing something that Vince McMahon didn't have the uh, the balls to do, and that's give matches gimmick matches for Extreme Rules. Nice. Because we have Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. An extreme rules match Hell for yeah. the women's title. Hell yeah. Uh, we got Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins in a fight pit match. What the fuck is that? You remember, like, um, Lion's Den match, kind of? Oh, oh okay. Something similar to that, where it's all caged in, and you can get pinfall, submission, or knockout, but you can't leave the ring. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so... That could go either way. Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a strap match. Yo, motherfucker, what? Yeah. Take my money. <laughs> oh. Okay, H. Uh, uh, Bianca Belair versus Bailey in a ladder match for the Raw Women's title. Perfect. Uh, Edge versus Finn Balor in an I Quit match. Perfect. And, um... The Brawling Brutes, which is Seamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch. 
Awesome. Versus uh, Gunther, Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanni Vici, a.k.a. Imperium. Yeah. Uh, in a six-man tag team, good old-fashioned Donnybrook match. Yes. That's what they named it, the good old-fashioned Donnybrook match. We love to see it. Well, I don't know what that entails. I... Uh, they're just going to fucking fight. <laughs> yeah, I need to... I need to find out what that is. Uh, Donnybrook because... is just a fight. <laughs> oh, I know that, but I'm trying to figure out, like, what the actual rules for a Donnybrook match is. I... There was a link to it on, uh, on the matches thing for Wikipedia. My guess is this uh... is just a hardcore match. <laughs> no disqualification, no holds barred match. Oh, shit. That's pretty cool. So, so far, this is... A really, really good like card. We love to see it because we. Uh, have... I heard. I heard there was one more match to be announced, but I don't think that's happening because we don't have too much more time. No, no, no. But holy shit! Uh, Props to Ace for actually making this feel like it's sort of an Extreme Rules like pay per view. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, strap match is awesome. Uh, I love. The use of old-timey fucking uh, stipulations. Judy Bagwell on a pole match. Not that one. <laughs> well, not even on a pole. It was on a forklift. No. No. <laughs> I, anything that Vince Russo created, no thanks. Let's bring in some TNA things and do a reverse battle royal. No. Hire me and we can do the Flavortown battle royal. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That crushed those, my soul. For those who don't know what a Flavortown Battle Royal is, it's a reverse Battle Royal from TNA. Literally everybody has to dress up like Guy Fieri. Ugh. And their identities are not revealed until the winner is announced. So it, you don't know who is who. You might know if like tattoos and shit. But you don't know who is who until there's one person left standing and they remove their wig, their glasses, their visor, and their fake beard to reveal their identity. Oh my god. It's like the mass wrestler with more steps. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, talking about steps, uh, more things that are going a step in the right direction is uh, WWE is Whoa, finally dude. bringing War Games to the main roster. War Games! I uh, love War Games. That, I, also, before we get into that a little bit more, I saw something on Twitter saying, about, I propose a trade. WWE gives AEW John Cena just to come out with the acclaimed for an entrance. Yeah. And in return... William Regal goes back to WWE to announce War Games. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'd be up for that. That's a fair trade, I think. That is a fair trade. Unfortunately, uh, I don't know if John Cena is under WWE contract. Yeah, contracts don't mean anything. Just ask Wrestling Twitter. Couldn't fucking tell you. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's anything already set in stone for Survivor Series. Uh, don't know yet. No, just war games. Just war games? Damn it. Oh yeah, because it's in like November. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking it up just to be safe. Just I'm war dumb. games. Survivor Series war games. Yeah. yeah, there's only the men's and the women's matches. And only rumors to what they will be. But, uh... Yeah, that, that's the perfect thing for the main roster, especially something like that. People have been asking for so long. Exactly. Oh, oh over, God. Vince, you fucking prick. Vince fucking sucked. War games? You guys want war games? Well, no, we're going to get. We're going to get another fucking tag team match full of people who hate each other, and you're never going to guess who's going to turn. And I get find out next week on the fucking drama bullshit that is Vince McMahon's WWE. Yeah. But uh, I haven't really been watching too much WWE, so I don't know what's going on there. I don't know all like the news and notes, the drama backstage, none of that stuff. 
I've watched a little, but not a lot. Yeah, I only know uh, what's going on with the the bloodline. I know a little bit of that. Uh, it's going to be super sweet when it slaps everybody in the face that Sami Zayn is going to be the one to take down Roman Reigns. It's been there for almost a decade now. Yeah. I actually can't wait for that. I've been enjoying the bloodline quite a bit. Honorary Oos. Honorary Oos. I want to get that shirt. <laughs> I was going to say, so many people are going to want to get that shirt and just like, but you can't give me, I'm an honorary Oos. It's a good idea from a merch standpoint. That's true. But you know just how cringy it's going to be online. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, he's my leader. I have, to have the shirt. You know, yeah, I gotta oh. say what goes on. Shut the fuck up. I'm the honorary. I'm an honorary use. Yeah. So. And then you're gonna be walking around, and Samoans that don't watch wrestling are gonna see you, and they're gonna be like, you know what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> they're gonna rip your shirt off your body and say, stop it. Brother. Uh, <laughs> besides uh, the bloodline, besides the corruption of Dominic. Oh, and uh, I'm loving that. That's, that's a great that's a great storyline too. I have no clue what's going on. I wanted to try to watch NXT, but I haven't had the time because you know all that stuff plus AEW plus real life plus this so much fucking things. Been there. Um, but AEW, from what I get to watch of AEW, has been killing it. I watched last week, and despite all the things that have been going down with the world. They still managed to put out a really, really good show. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know. AEW has been killing it. Regardless of what's going on backstage. And regardless of what the internet says. You're all stupid and wrong. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw something yesterday uh, as I was getting out of work. And that's one of the main points I'm, I'm going to be making this segment. Um, there's a blatant disrespect to somebody who I feel should be getting a little bit more of a push or at least more screen time and the actual wrestling aspect of things. Yeah. Um, I saw a tweet that said, so many wrestlers are suspended. So many wrestlers are injured. There was a hurricane also, which a lot of wrestlers didn't show up to AEW. Still, AEW didn't let Andrade wrestle. Why? I don't know. He's like, he was there backstage in the same backstage segment for the 10,000th time. And it got me thinking. I was like, yeah, that's true. Like, when was the last time you saw him in a match on Dynamite? Just a regular one-on-one -on -one match or a trios match. He's either thrown into a, like, a multiple-person match that they use to put over a new signing on a pay-per-view. Or he's relegated to a tag team match that's over quickly on Rampage.
I've always wondered about is like how does streaming affect ratings? That's especially because like I used to I'm like I went to school for television production and television business and shit like that. So like it's something that wasn't really prevalent when I was studying, so I don't know a lot about it. It's, uh, I'm hoping that it gets better in the future. Uh, a lot of people need to get their eyes on good wrestling products that they like. And I think what AEW is doing right now, despite them like panicking about ratings and live ticket buys and stuff right now, uh, they've been putting out a good amount of stuff that people are actually enjoying. Like, this whole thing right now that they got with uh, Jericho. Yeah. Not only is it entertaining for AEW, yeah. but it's putting the name Ring of Honor into all these people who might not have known Ring of Honor. Yeah. And now what he went out and said last episode, they said something, uh, after I face Brian Danielson, I'm going to be coming for every Ring of Honor champion that I can. Open, open challenge to all of you. I'm going to bury the legacy and desecrate the legacy of Ring of Honor. Yes. I'm uh, enjoying that. Which it's really fucking cool because we have Brian Danielson. We got CM Punk. We got Samoa Joe. We have Christopher Daniels. We have uh, we have people like Homicide who have shown up in AEW. Yes. We have people like Loki who are still out there. Yes. Uh, as much as I don't like him, but he still counts. Austin Aries is still out there doing his thing. He's he's a uh, Ring of Honor former champion. Yeah. Um, would you imagine if Nigel McGuinness could make it back to the ring? That would be awesome. Um, as long as he doesn't blade, like we'll be fine. Oh yeah, I don't I don't know what the whole thing with that is at the moment. I thought he they said something like he was good to go again, but he just doesn't do it. Yeah, I mean I don't know like. I would love to see it as long as he can somehow do it. Yeah, as long as he's healthy and not contagious and stuff. Yeah. But just imagine the stroke that AEW would have. Be like, yeah, not only did we get Bret Hart to get his smut to like to come back to everything for a little bit, we got CM Punk back. We got oh John Moxley to sign with us. We got this person. We got this person. And then we bring back Nigel McGuinness, and you can't have him. You can't like, have what him. What the fuck? Jericho versus <laughs> Nigel McGuinness. Danielson versus McGuinness again. Championship in 2022. <laughs> like, I don't that's, know. That's money printing right there. I. Uh, you know what? I kind of like Jericho as the Ring of Honor champion. Who's going to give a bigger star power to that title than Jericho at the moment? Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know. You have fucking Chris Jericho. Slap a title on him. like Exactly. They did the best thing that they could have done by making him the first AEW champion. Yes. Because then if you beat him for the title, not only are you champion, but you also beat Chris Jericho. Yes. So that's that's extra lineage right there. And now you do this. You have 37 other people who won the title before you. Well, like 32, because a couple people held it a couple times. Yeah. But then you have Chris Jericho. So now not only are you the next in line for this long lineage champion, you beat Chris Jericho for this. And that's going to be happening probably closer to when they get a TV deal for Ring of Honor. Yes. Um, but I was listening to Busted Open Radio, and they were talking about all this. They're like, yeah, you can have, like, your Brian Danielsons and your Claudios and all those people challenging for them. And I want Chris Jericho to beat all of them, just to sink it into the to people even more. Just to be like, yeah, I am beating all of your heroes and all these champions. I am pushing down Ring of Honor lineage so bad. I am destroying it. And then we need somebody who's like a sleeper person for Ring of Honor. It's we need funny. somebody that's like Dalton Castle, maybe, mm -hmm. uh, to come in as like the baby face and stick it to him. Or you need somebody who nobody would ever think would like get over Chris Jericho. There's you need a... somebody. You need somebody like a loser who was in there, 
I can get taught by all the people who are who embrace Ring of Honor that have lost to Chris Jericho. There's only one person I think that's taken that title off of Jericho, and that's Daniel Garcia. Yeah, that that's one of my things. But after hearing this whole story thing, they said something like, last episode you had a squash match with Eli Isom. Mm-hmm. Eli Isom is part of the Shin- um, the Shinobi Shadow Squad for Ring of Honor. He's a tag team partner for Cheeseburger. No one ever wants. Nobody ever would have thought that he was gonna. He would end up facing him. But what if he faces everybody that they can get in contact with for this whole like run of people, mm-hmm. and then they just do something like he sees him in, in catering or something. And goes, "Hey, you, you're Ring of Honor, right? You want you want a shot at this big boy?" And he's just like, "You and me, this pay per view or something. Bring your boots." And then they just go to the thing, and now it's. A shocked and scared Eli Isom, biggest match of his entire career, knowing full well he is going to lose, has to play the underdog card. You got Samoa Joe, you got Brian Danielson, you got Claudio, all teaching him the ways of how they can beat Jericho, and just like being there in the in the arena front row, cheering him on. The underdog thing happens. Eli Isom somehow gets a fluke victory over Chris Jericho. Ice erupts, confetti everywhere. It's like now you have everybody raising up this small underdog man with the World Heavyweight Championship around his waist. Great feel-good thing. People, everybody tunes in the next week to AEW. And everybody's invested for when Ring of Honor TV starts now. Yes. That would be awesome. I would, so there's those are the only two things I would like to see. A long run right until the moment where they have TV, where an underdog can fa- can defeat Chris Jericho and immediately give himself credentials. Or Daniel Garcia makes this whole entire thing go around and just gets it from Chris Jericho. Well, that's what's going to happen. He's going to beat him. And he's going to beat him while still being the pure champion because they want that Double image belt. of... I, I, look at me, I'm Brian Danielson. It's like, yeah, call me Danny Two Belts. I'm Brian Danielson again, the second coming. Uh, on Mark Order podcast, they were saying if Daniel Brian uh, Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia have a tag team, what is their tag team name? And someone said Team Daniel Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, you know what? That works. You know what? Yeah. Because you're not saying one person in particular is Daniel Bryan, so you can get away with it. Well, they're trying to they're trying to make Garcia the second coming of wrestling Jesus, and you know what? Yeah, could happen. The dude's uh-huh. amazing. All right, do it. Like you can still look like a badass wrestling technician while walking around on stage with West Side Gun holding your title and rapping the lyrics next to him. Like you're you're good. You're the no I mean, ceiling to you. I don't know. He he look he looks like Danielson, so it works. Like, yeah, it's it's gonna be fucking good. Whatever happens, this whole story, I'm fully emerged in it. The writing for this story is equally as good as the writing for Roman Reigns and Sammy. Mm-hmm. Then um, after it's done, send Jericho over to Impact and have him win their world championship. <laughs> could you fucking imagine Chris Jericho versus Josh Alexander? Oh, it'd be amazing. Oh, Jericho does overdub. Sorry, everybody. I'm calling out of work. I need to prepare myself for this. He needs to win that last one. He needs yeah. to infinity gauntlet this bitch. He's the nueve Chris Jericho, number nine. And then he has to win two. the IWGP. <laughs> uh, um, but not only uh, at the end of that match that they that um, uh, Chris Jericho ended uh. AEW Dynamite facing off against former Ring of Honor World Champion Bandito. Yes. The match was incredible. Well, it's Chris Jericho versus Bandito. Yeah, it was going to be amazing. Uh, Chris Jericho was very gracious with the spots and bumps that he took. Made everything look really good. Bandito didn't really slip up at all. Seized the moment. Did a really good thing. Nearly had him twice. Hell yeah. Um... People went from not knowing who Bandito was to cheering loud as fuck for Bandito. 
uh, Chris Jericho won last minute, uh, doing a really high angle line tamer, getting the one, uh, getting the tap out victory. We'd love to uh, see and it. I guess after AEW went off the air and Bandito walked up the uh, entry ramp, it was met with a big hug from Tony Khan. And I guess Tony Khan offered him a contract. Yo, that'd be cool. I don't know if uh, if it was like a contract for AEW, a contract for Ring of Honor, like a deal where he can do it per appearance or anything like that. Rumor is he was offered a contract. It was not shown on TV, so no everybody's been saying please offer him a contract. But now there's a there's a chance that Bandito could be back in Ring of Honor or in AEW in some capacity, and that does nothing but help him. Of course. I would love to see more Bandito on stuff, because Bandito is great. Imagine the Lucha Brothers and Bandito facing off against, like, another good trio team. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Blackpool Combat Club or something. That would be awesome. That'd be incredible. Man, I'm so fucking pumped for wrestling. I want more but I realize wrestling. how much time we've spent talking wrestling right now. Yeah, 45 <laughs> minutes. Like, uh... So... Three quarters of the show, so, like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's time for me to shift gears. Um, there is a rock band right now that is working on new music. Hell yeah. And that is the Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters? Wait, what? Uh, yeah, they recently lost... Uh, everybody knows that Yeah. Uh, they... Foo Fighters recently lost their drummer, Taylor Hawkins. Hell yeah. Um, there's no, there's no word as of yet... Of what's going forward uh, with a new drummer? I don't know if it's a studio only thing. Maybe, maybe which, it's a song. If it's studio only, Dave Grohl would be able to take over. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if they're doing anything live. Um, a band of their caliber, though, shouldn't be too hard to find a uh, a drummer. No, that definitely can help not. Them out. Like I'm glad that they're continuing, though. Uh, the article says the music community at large lost an iconic figure. Early this year, with the sudden and untimely Sad. passing of Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins mm. as the second most recognizable member of the band next to frontman Dave Grohl. Hawkins was a crucial part of the Foo Fighters, and the future of the band was left in doubt following his death. And it says, uh, their, their um, guitarist says, Taylor was this big character, and he meant a lot to millions of people, so I get the fascination with his death. But so much of what I've seen out here is completely wrong. People are saying that there's people out there saying shit like Dave killed Taylor by making him get the COVID vaccine. What? Uh, also saying, uh, he says, if you're going to turn into that, fuck you. I try not to pay attention to it. It just makes me angry. But that shit is just disrespectful. The second Taylor Hawkins tribute concert will be taking place, and it, it was a couple nights ago, at the Kia Forum in Los Angeles. And uh, I guess they had a great lineup for that. Um, a couple tribute acts on the show. And uh, the guitarist went on to say that they are planning on making new music. There's no time frame for it yet. Uh, there's no announcements on what they're doing in regards to drumming. But they are they are planning on moving forward and creating new music really soon. Good. Good. Because the Foo Fighters are great. Yeah, Foo Fighters is one of the few bands of their style that I actually fuck with. Yeah. One of the few bands that me and my mom can agree on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, them and Kiss. I like Kiss, too. I got quite a few bands that me and my mom agree on. Um, no FX just recently dropped a new song called Darby Crashing Your Party. Nice. Uh, it's their first song that they put out in a while since Matt, uh, since Fat Mike got sober. Nice. Uh, no effects on their way back with double album, the conveniently titled follow-up album to last year's single album. They shared the new first new music from the from the CD called "Darby Crashing Your Party." It is a bass-heavy punk rock track, um, with references to the Germs vocalist Darby Crash. And Fat Mike sings the words, A middle-class clown waging lower-class war, A Beverly hillbilly peeled off the floor. Which is pretty much the most punk rock set of lyrics that I've heard in quite some time. Well, yeah. No so I'm really excited. I, I, haven't, I haven't listened to last year's album, 
because I heard nothing about it, and I, I was like, new punk rock nowadays, um, probably not going to be into it. I've heard nothing but good things recently, so I'm probably going to do a deep dive. I'm going to do last year's album and then dive into this one once everything drops, because now I'm excited. I did listen to last suck. year's album, and it was very good. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I've been really skeptical about like bands that I used to listen to dropping new music because mm. lately it hasn't been the best best track record. I feel like and uh, yeah, I've been hearing a lot of bad stuff for bands that I like, a lot of good things for bands I didn't like, and a lot of stuff from bands that I held in high regards just kind of like fizzling away, being sucky for a while, and coming back truer to form. So it's all very uncertain. Like, uh, another part of this podcast I was going to say earlier, but, uh, I, there's a band that I like that recently dropped music. Yeah. Uh, this, this band hasn't dropped music in over 20 years. Fair. It came back with an album. It dropped this morning. I listened to it as soon as I got up and leading up to this moment, there was two songs out of the three that they dropped that I was just not feeling at all. One of them I really liked. The other two, not so much. But I listened to this album, and literally every song besides those two songs I didn't like were really good. So, like, out of the seven songs, I didn't like two of them. Good shit, and good it shit. Was, it was as true to form as I could. It was just like, take their old stuff, uh, a little bit less, like, throat-destroying screams, mm. and better production. I'm and that's glad. all. I'm glad because you were super bummed out when you listened to those. I know, two songs. and then I mm-hmm. and then I got into it this morning, and there was a song called "Voiceless Prophet," yeah. which had a, like it was like half post rock instrumental stuff, yeah. and then half chaotic like hard rock. That sounded really good, and yeah. then their song "Decider," which was the, the uh, other the other single that I liked. I'm the that, that was their second song on it. That came out really really good. And their ending track was like a minute of just instrumental stuff, and then chaos. And the chaos sounded a lot like their old stuff. Heck yeah. Like, it just sounded like their old stuff with the harsh vocals, the screaming, the intricate bass lines, all that stuff, but with better production. I was like, hell yeah, okay, probably one of those uh, albums that I listen to a lot more and get, I like it more and more. Perfect. I do enjoy Uh, when bands come back and it's like they haven't missed a step that's yeah they're still as good as instrumentalists and stuff but you can tell like the dude got older the lead singer Mm. so he can't go as hard vocally as he used to so they added like an effect to his voice for some of it but sounds raspier and like like distorted while he's not actually doing too much vocally we do be seeing that sometimes yeah so, uh, at least it's better than the Pianos Become the Teeth album that recently dropped. I thought I was going to be okay and listen to it again. Maybe my opinions would be different. Nope, I still hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like, what happened to you guys? This sucks. <laughs> I've been there. That's one of the... That's the worst. Uh, I can't remember the last band that I listened... Oh, Devil Wars Prada, Definitely. Definitely Devil yeah, Their Wars last Prada. album was not... The, the one that just dropped, I did not like that at all. I listened to a little bit of it, and I have a Devil Wears Prada tattoo, and I'm like, mm, I don't know if I like this. You just gotta treat them like I treat Goldberg. That's fair. Just be like, I have fond memories for you, you were good in your heyday, now those days are not here. Do you have Goldberg tattooed on your body? Oh, but I have a Goldberg shirt. That's... Not the same. All right. I know, it's not the same. You can still go back and you can still listen to them, just like I can go back and watch his good stuff. That's true, that's true. Um, we got two more things. Uh, unlikely frontman gets to throw out the first pitch at an MLB game. Who is uh, it? Who is that, you ask? Well, it's Papa Emeritus the Fourth from Ghost. Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> yes. Uh, he, I don't know if you can see the picture. I can't put a picture because it's an audio podcast, but uh, hold on. Oh, that's awesome. Right. He actually got to throw the first pitch at a White Sox game a couple weeks ago. That's 
And they said it's not the worst pitch that they've seen. That's the <laughs> So I guess it's good. Okay, Tobias, like Um, it says Ghost Frontman Papa Emeritus the Fourth threw out the first pitch tonight at the White Sox versus Cleveland Guardians MLB game. How much you want to bet the MLB forfeits. doesn't know his real name? <laughs> I think because I think he's in character. Yeah. So, um Watch the footage has surfaced. Watch as Emeritus the Fourth throws the not the worst pitch we've ever seen, as if we've tried, uh, in full makeup and wearing a White Sox uniform. Shame he didn't wear the full regalia, but I'd imagine it'd be pretty hard to throw a pitch in that. Yeah. No, it'd be near damn near impossible. I'm like, oh shit, how many other cool people could we have to throw out a first pitch? I, I wonder <laughs> how many people like don't know that it's not just face paint like it's well, a whole it's, no, face it's a mask it's a whole face that he puts on his face <laughs> like... yeah. it looks like it's face paint but it's like a latex mask that he yeah it's a it. it's a latex mask that he then paints <laughs> yes um and lastly we asked on twitter a couple of days ago uh i was getting nostalgic i was going through an old high school uh playlist and i was like uh, damn, a lot of these bands still slap, mm-hmm. but nobody would know that I used to like them uh, in high school. So I'm going to ask, what are three bands you absolutely loved during high school? And I told people, let's be honest here, don't lie in order to sound cool. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of people gave good bands, and I believe them. So what the fuck? This was a waste of time, but uh, we'll go through it on TikTok. Uh, JThomas380 says... Deftones, Linkin Park, and Thrice. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. Those were very prevalent in like. That, high, in that's high what time. I listened to in high school. So like. Yeah, um, Mr. Guna, uh, Gunnels. I think that's how you pronounce it. A day to remember: The Devil Wears Prada and Suicide Silence. Yep. that's Casey. That's what <laughs> I listened to in high school. You'll There's never one guess other one, one on this whole list that kind of just reminds me of you. Yeah. I'm trying to remember where it is. Uh, Jesse Potter says, Corn, A Man Named Marth, and Unearth. Yeah. Uh, Jeff from Black Palm says, Converge, Overcast, and Snapcase. Fair. Uh, oh, Brandon Seckler. This is, this is a you one. Brandon Seckler says, Avenged Sevenfold, My Chemical Romance, and The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. yeah this is not the case, answer. Yep. Uh, uh, Matt Duncan says Dream Theater, Mastodon, and Opeth. Oh. That wasn't me in high school, I, I will tell you. Yeah. Uh, Richie Randall from Gravehopper says Morbid Angel, Judas Priest, Metallica. Fuck, I wish. <laughs> and the last one from our fans and listeners, uh, Matei says Metallica, Korn, and Rammstein. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this right here. Uh, freshman year high school, in addition to a bunch of the, you know, Seeny Weeny metalcore bands that I used to listen to, I also listened to a lot of Korn and Crossfade. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if I know any Crossfade songs. Uh, Cold. Okay, that's the one that came into my head when, when I was a really kid. really meant to say. Looking back at me. Oh my god. And uh, now I can't see. That song is so good, though. That's the only yeah. one I know from them, but it's a really good song. Cold to you, I'm sorry about all the lies. Because uh, for me, uh... I'll, I'll go with, like, my earlier stuff. Because my later stuff was, like, cool guys stuff. That's yeah. not a good answer. But my freshman year, I was listening to... I listened to Shinedown. Yeah. Uh, I listened cop to, to a lot of Bayside. I'll cop to that as well. And a lot of Motion City soundtrack. Yes. I, I listened to Motion City soundtrack a lot in college. Then as I got later on to high school, I was like... Black Dahlia Murder, Whitechapel, yep. and Sky Eats Airplane. It got it gets heavier. I denied that I ever even listened to Crossfade and Breaking Benjamin. And <laughs> what are you talking about? I never fucking I never liked those bands. Um, yeah, 
I think I had a couple other ones. I forgot to get them down on here. Uh, I was expect I was expecting more lame ass bands. I was expecting things like, oh, I was really into Disturbed and I was really into Green Day and stuff. If that was I was my really into Disturbed here, like, Green Day. I was really into Green Day and the red jumpsuit apparatus. And I, I really was really liked, into the uh, red jumpsuit apparatus. I really liked the almost. I don't know what the almost is, so. <laughs> Aaron Gillespie, Aaron Gillespie's band. Oh. Yeah. But they had a whole a whole version of Hallelujah and Amazing Grace all put together. Oh, that yeah. sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like uh, uh, fuck, what was it? Hallelujah is a great song. Music. Hallelujah is a great song, but Amazing Grace is is not. <laughs> yeah, it was just youth pastor music. Luke. You knew know who else had a band? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> but that, that's all we really had today. Um, we had a lot of wrestling talk, most and foremost. Um, we're gonna try to do a podcast question of the week every episode if we can, depending on what feedback we get back. Uh, we're gonna try to iron out more details, come up with a, as good of a formula as we can for the podcast going. Forward, God damn it, I got hiccups now. Hell yeah. Um, so with that being said, definitely check us out on our website, JustPlainFilthy.com, on Just Plain Filthy's Facebook page, Facebook.com slash JustPlainFilthy, and you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at JPF Podcast. Hell Do you yeah. have anything to plug, Casey? Go uh, ahead. No, I don't. Not right now, actually. Okay. <laughs> but keep an eye out, because Casey might have things to plug later on. Yeah, I might. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. So, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for liking and sharing and listening to the podcast, and have a great day. Good night.